Previously on NC GameFab. Behind her is a guy maintaining a selfie stick, catch a look at the screen, confronting my ex-husband live, hyphen ASMR. Hello, and welcome to MC GameFab, Matt's cool game for attractive people. I'm Matt, and this is my cool game. And if you're here with me tonight, then congratulations, you're all my attractive people. This is another episode where I don't want to take up too much of your time before we get to the action. So, if you like what we're doing here, subscribe on iTunes, or Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere you find us. Leave us a review on iTunes, check us out on social media, tell your friends. Hell, even if you don't like us, Tell your friends anyway. Ambivalent about us? Tell your friends! Not even sure who we are? Tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and stay attractive. Alright, because it's being paid by the hour, you don't need to use a command roll on it. It's pretty tame. Yay! It does that little squawk, and suddenly, Cece, the fish isn't fighting you nearly as much anymore. It's pretty chill to be on the surface of the water now. Oh, thank God. Does anyone want to help her bring it in? Is there a cooler for this fish? Nope. Not that you guys have gotten. Uh. Hey, Cece, give me a fish. I'm she hasn't reeled it in yet. <laughs> Fucking hurry up then. I can't cry. Do something helpful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like fling the, the rod a little more towards the hysteria. Okay. Um, I assume I can monitor what this audio sounds like to some to some extent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. What am I? What am I hearing exactly? <laughs> wow, I'm getting all sorts of uh, some some sort of interference down there. This sounds like a very intense. This is going to make for a great podcast uh, about middle aged magic card punchers. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> CC, it's your last roll. This is make it or break it time. All you right. got it, Cece. Power of friendship. All right, let's, let's reel him in. And Jeanette, if you I want to help this turn, you can assist. I Yay! Eight. Okay. And can uh, I roll two? Yeah, you can get to roll two because you're helping. Yay! I'm helping. I got to six. Fantastic. All right, so Cece, with a Herculean effort between you and Jeanette and the mayor, just like in his big burly strong arms, you <laughs> use up all your bicep energy to just pull this fish onto the dock. Ah! That's her pulling it up. Um, actually, you handle tamed Pokemon. Wild Pokemon are my forte. (laughs) And it goes, and it goes, boo, boo, boo. No, no. It it is a, it's probably a little less than eight inches, I'd say. It's about an eight incher. And it's, it's a, if you round up, if you round up, yes. (laughs) <laughs> you measure from tip to taint, right? Doesn't everyone? Oh, yeah, that's how I do it. Anyway, yeah. it's flopping around on the uh, dock, and it's got like a kind of a unusual, for as far as you can tell, a, a little speckled spotted pattern. Like it's kind of got like white polka dots all over its orange scales. Oh, that's cute. And it's just flopping around, and it's got a very dumb look on its face. And it is the first Magikarp you guys have ever seen alive up close. Cool. I'm going to take my phone out and scan it. Okay. Dex, you're up. What a stupid-looking fish. It's very slimy. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a Magikarp, all right. Is he Hi, Dex. 
big or is he small? I can't tell. Yeah, that that's not a big one. Is it sentient? Is it sentient? <laughs> it's just kind of like opening and closing its mouth. It's definitely suffocating. Um, so, Cece, yeah. you've reeled in this fish. You've reeled in this Pokemon. And uh, it's, you know, it's one of the first... It's still, you're early in your Pokemon trainer career. It's one of the first Pokemon in the wild that you really come into contact with. And not only that, the fir- first one that you brought in of your own power. How do you feel? It's time to catch a bigger fish. Okay. So you've got uh, Roy offering up his heavy rod, and it's already got a hook attached. Do you want to do the honors? That sounds a little squeaky. Somebody else can do it. Hmm. All right. Um, do you want to do this now, or wait until you get a little deeper on the uh, the river? Because you're not gonna. You already agreed you're not gonna catch a bigger one here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we need to move. move. Who wants to hold him in the boat? I would, but you know my outfits. Oh, so you guys are gonna steal a kayak? Yes. Grant okay. that. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll assume we steal a kayak, and uh, now we'll we'll do the thing Roy wanted to do. So Can we steal we? a bucket so we'd make sure the fish doesn't suffocate? Well, I mean, I think Roy's taking care of that right now. What? what? Wait, I was about to oh, say, yes. do we not have, like, a stringer, like, to string through their gills? I mean, you do, but you're not going to catch a... F- That's not how live bait works. That's how you keep a fish around if you want to keep it alive. Uh, do we with- need live bait to catch something big? Yeah. You pretty much... If you Let me put it this way. Killing it before you putting it on a hook is the humane option. It's either that or you drag its paralyzed body through the water on a gigantic hook while it's still alive and conscious. Well, oh, I never thought of that. Have, I happen to have a paralytic in my bag. Let me go ahead and inject this magic drop. Aww. I'm just kidding. No, so, I just okay. happen to have a paralytic in my bag. <laughs> I, I stole He's from the, the anesthesia cabinet. I would let get away with that. It's the opposite of a paralyzed heel. It's a paralyzed inflict. Okay, so I crouch down while everyone's looking at the magic carp and it's flopping on the deck. And I, uh, let's see. God, this thing's fucking ugly. And I pick it up and I slam it back down the deck and it kills it. Yeah, fair. all uh, finished up what you were doing on the dock you caught your bait fish you successfully put it out of its suffering and you've got it attached to the big heavy rod and you've stolen a kayak normally you're supposed to pay entry fees to get the kayak for your group but uh, you were successful in the dastardly ploy of taking it when no one was looking I love it I mean I would have paid if I had known that there was an option to pay for one yeah, the, you were the only one who didn't realize that there's a fee because you were the rich girl who doesn't really have a strong concept of money and how it works to begin with. You're I just mean, used to people giving you stuff. Yeah. I'm not arguing with that, but <laughs> she would have paid if she had known that. She can pay later if somebody catches and calls us out on it. It's fine. It's All fine. Right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm the mayor. So, yeah. yeah, like, yeah this right. is actually against the law happening in, the, in front of the this is like in Skyrim when you commit a crime in a stronghold, but you're a thane in that stronghold, so you just get to tell people, I'm a thane, fuck off. Yeah. 
I was going to suggest the mayor steals it because uh, he's got so much guile. I think he has the most guile out of everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do have a high guile. Do you want to roleplay this real quick? Dude, yeah. I mean, like, I'm I the say, I, fucking I mean, I won't say that I'll, uh, like, steal it, but I'll say f- I'll pay for it later. I got a nine. Okay. I'm going to say that's successful I'll enough say. because you're the mayor and people are just kind of used to, like, oh, God, it's the mayor. Don't make eye contact with him anyway. <laughs> so yeah, you just kind of tiptoe over and you unlatch one of the kayaks from the supply and you just draw it out. You get the biggest one you can because there's um four of you now because what? Faulkner had to go he was in the middle of some calibrations as he put it. But ah. you're pretty sure he just was still kind of steamed about his ex-wife, so he just stayed away. So yeah, you've got a four-person kayak all ready to go, and you've got your gear all loaded up and ready to go. So you ready to shove off? Shove off, me mateys. All right, everyone get in the kayak. Get in the kayak! Dex? Yes? You get a new near-you ping notification. Streaming now, the ASMRcenist. I'm on a boat. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Can we tip over their boat? Is there a way to do that? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you'll get disqualified, but you can do Aww. it. But if you can do it stealthily and not get caught... Hey, I have you know a that light. light screen? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of, could we possibly get the bird to rise all the fish to the top and then the fish topple the boat over? Yes! Eh? Eh? Well, I don't think that the pressure thing works that exactly like that. I, mean, I love it, it. Yeah. Why not? I I have a high stealth roll. I could tech, I could try to sneak over to the boat. Okay. Can I tip the bird so that way the bird has more incentive to raise the fish to the top quicker? <laughs> so oh it will God. tip the boat. Okay. Well, first, I mean, you could use you could do that as a distraction, maybe. <laughs> Wave money. Could we? You'll first have to find could them. We, could we have the bird raise the pressure around so much that a Gyarados wants to come up and it destroys the boat and eats everyone on it? Yeah! <laughs> wow! You can, you can increase the odds of that happening. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to say you are literally going to be able to do that, but in a situation where that could theoretically happen, you can raise the odds of that happening. Let's roll for Gyarados! Oh, fuck, wait! Well, we have to find we have to find them first. Okay. I mean, I know exactly where they're at right now. They're live-streaming. And where is that little <laughs> okay. brand? Do y'all want to tune into the live-stream? Let's... Can we use your, like, Google Apps function or whatever? No, you have to tune Why into the you- stream. Uh, Why don't we ask the robot God boy? Damn it. That's what I was asking, the robot Just- boy. Robot boy, can you tune into the stream without giving her views or whatever it is that they need? That is literally impossible. Good thought, though. Damn it. What if you do it on incognito mode? mode That just keeps it off of your browser history. Like, if you don't want people knowing that, you know, you're creeping on Faulkner's ex-wife, that's cool. I can make that happen, but it's not going to take you. Let's use Faulkner's phone. Oh! <laughs> what? Did you steal his phone? <laughs> yes. Oh, he's got a phone plugged in. Right, he's just sitting there processing things or whatever. And you tune in, and it's just, uh, it's angled in a way where it looks like she's got big honking boobs just 
in the bottom <laughs> part of the, the screen. And you've seen her. You know she doesn't have big boobs. She's just very good at angles. But that's the way she's got it angled. And you catch her mid-conversation while she's talking to the camera. I'm not one for hyperbole or exaggeration, but the only time a podcaster has ever satisfied a woman was the day Faulkner oh. moved his shit out of my house. Oh! Oh, wow. Oh, on his own that. phone, too. Look at that. We've got a new subscriber. Hi, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate every view. And it's just Epic Podcaster 69, you uh. <laughs> Yes. Dexter actually unsubscribes after after touching that button and then does it again and then unsubscribes again. Oh no! (laughs) It's like accidentally liking your ex's bikini photos on Facebook. (laughs) Oh no. Damn. Oops, didn't mean to. And uh, in the background, you can hear uh, the professor, Orville Strank, just off camera, just say, Put that damn shit down. We gotta catch a fish. I'm, I'm already doing my best here. You, you told me to keep things quiet, and that's exactly what we're doing here. Isn't that right, friends? We're keeping things quiet and tingly and, <laughs> and crunchy. I'm going to have a bag of chips now. I, I hope you guys can hear this. So Dexter actually uh, types something into the Twitch chat, and it's like, I hear fish really like the sound of nails on the bottom of a kayak. Oh, uh, that sounds like a great idea. And then off camera, you hear Orville say, don't listen to the audience. God damn it. And uh, then you say, oh, I'm sorry, uh, we're, we're, we're sort of under a, a client contract right now. So we have to uh, follow the, uh, the orders of, of our clients here. We're being, uh, this is a paid order, just sort of like when we do private ASMR, which by the way, the prices of our private ASMR request videos are in the comments below if you'd like to request one for the future. Can you figure out where they are? Uh, I can see the sky, but there aren't particularly great landmarks over here. Well, I see two uh, landmarks. As as the camera hey. turns, nice. As the camera turns, uh, when she's talking to Orville Strank, you do catch view of a specific landmark. It is the specific bend in Bend River, where Bend River gets its name from, a little plateau cliff that is pretty unique to the area due to its unusual rock formations. So, at least for now, you know relatively where they are. Well, if Strength's there, we should probably head that way. He probably knows where all the best fish are. Also, we can mess with them. Also true. Onward, crew! I point towards the bend. The river river bend. Okay. Yeah, we're going to skip ahead until you get to that bend. And, uh, will everyone do an active perception roll? That's a seven for me. CC, you can tell it's really quiet and peaceful out here. Probably a yeah, great place a... to do some ASMR recording. Yeah, yeah, I got a seven. I got a, I got a seven. Perfect seven. Did anyone do like a good roll? Fourteen. Roy, yeah. Okay. Roy, you notice something is off. You notice oh. that you know the ambiance is very quiet and nice, but it's too quiet. And I don't mean it's quiet, too quiet. I mean your boat isn't making noise right now. Why is the water so still, guys? This is weird me out. Hmm. And as the boat goes in further, Roy, as you're in the middle of that sentence, suddenly your voice just cuts off. Oh. 
And everyone else, you catch this, and you notice that his voice just cut off, and you look over to see what's wrong. He's dead. <laughs> Do you say that in character? He's dead. You open your mouth to say that, but your voice doesn't come out. Cece sees this and tries to say something herself? Nope. And then from across the water, which you shouldn't be able to hear, but for some reason you can, very crystal clear, you hear, It seems you're caught in our taciturn gaze. We'll torch your hopes in a fiery blaze. (gasps) What? The raging flames of our passion fuels our artistry and ambition. If you presuppose you're anywhere near our level, you're only going to get burned. We are the ASM arsonists and friends. Please, please leave me out of your song and dance choreography. <laughs> ASM arsonists blast off at the speed of light. Yes, exactly. We're going to make Team Rocket here, guys. <laughs> yeah. I flip them off. They're- Since we can't talk. Yeah, you can't really talk. You can still make actions, but you can't talk. I give, them, I give them the double barrel middle fingers. And they float up and they say, It's just as Professor Strank said. Someone rented the bird from Junko before us. Someone with the funds necessary to rent the bird out from under us. But we knew we could lure you out to our location and use your bird ourselves, completely free of charge. Excellent plan, my darling Ginger Snap. They Eskimo kiss again. Cece looks enraged at this. This is her bird. She paid her money for her bird. And now the branches of our cunning snare can now blossom into deadly fruition. Junko Jr., you raise me up. And it tries to squawk, but it isn't really able to, and it kind of looks frustrated. (sighs) Garfunkel, release Sound of Silence on Junko Jr. And then suddenly the bird can squawk now. Cece releases her good little friend, uh, Fonzie, Mm -hmm. and she, as soon as Fonzie is out, she violently points to the bird and then points to the boat, like, use your stringy things. Uh, Okay, that is going to be a command roll at a severe disadvantage because uh, you can't talk. Yeah, try it out. I'm not saying don't try it. Absolutely try it. That's an eight. Yeah, uh, he just assumes you want him to make a sweater for the bird. Bird sweater knitting engage. And uh, the rest of you, you notice a tiny little pink Pokemon on the boat with a quiet place. A little pink and cream colored Pokemon with a little puff tail. And it's got big ears with little earring things hanging down. They continue their taunts as the professor fishes. If you can't take the heat, then stay out of the river. Our tandem team terror will fill you with shiver. Could you kids please keep it down over there? I'd prefer you not scare the fish away. And at this point, the bird's air pressure mod is kind of taking effect in the area, and you start to see the silhouettes of fish beneath the boats. Very large fish. In fact, one of them you see starting to appear between the two boats is even larger than either of y'all's boats right now. You're not even sure if it's a Magikarp, but it's very big, and it's coming up to the surface now. Don't we have any float shit between all of us? You do. Someone does. I think Alex bought floats anyway. Yeah. I mean, we've got bait. We could take advantage of this. You could try. Yeah. Let's go. Cece wildly gestures to, like, get float. She kind of lifts her hands up, float, and then points to Roy, 
and then points to the fish and then points to the big fish. Yeah? Yeah? I, Floats. I, I, I give her a shrug. Oh my god. Dexter pops up on the screen of Faulkner's phone and makes the flashlight engage to make a really obnoxious thing. You guys can text message, is what displays on the phone. Mm. Cece whips out her phone and quickly texts, put the floats on the lure thingy, and then we have a dead fish. We have good bait. Throw it towards the really, really big fish. We can get it. I frantically text back and say, let's fucking do it, but we need to kick these guys, their boat away from us. How are we going to be able to fish while they're right next to us? I'm just going to say this looks like a job for... The chum bucket! Jumps. The mayor. <laughs> and then I want to... You're like, and I want to roll a stealth roll to try and get into the water. Oh, wow. Okay. I love oh, this is going. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening here? Everything is happening. No, I love it. All right. Dude, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip their kayak. <laughs> Look, but we could get disqualified. They're messing with Nuh-uh, us. Not, hey, not if nobody sees me. If, hey, um, if, I'm, if I'm solid snake tipping yeah. kayak. Yeah, they use hey, the Pokemon attack on us. That's illegal. Actually, wait, wait. they're using their Pokemon on the environment. You're just caught in the environment. Mm. I will argue well, that. If, if okay. you guys have faith, I have a 46 in stealth. Plus one. Okay. I, also- I like the stealthy <laughs> idea. No, yeah. I, I like Ethan's idea. Ethan's stealthy idea. There is a chance it could backfire on you, like you guys are talking about, but there's can, also a chance can it could I, work. Cumulative, if, if, the, if the group is up for it, then I'm, I'm going to go for the uh, spec no. ops takedown. I love this idea. Do it. Like I said, there is a chance it could go bad, but it, it, there's also the chance it could go just hilariously. So I'm- <laughs> should, should, I, should I risk it for the biscuit? Yes. yes. Okay. This, this is where I look over. I look over to, I don't know, Jeanette, and I'm like, Jeanette, take my heavy rod. Uh, yeah, sure, Mayor. And I'm like, it's time for the mayor to... And you guys aren't actually talking. Yeah. Jeanette nods. Yeah, I just, I just give her, I give her the eyes to her eyes, and then I <laughs> hand her my heavy rod. Like, with nice. the fingers to eyes to her eyes. Yeah. You know, like, the peace sign? Yeah. Hand her the rod. Uh, it's, it's like, you know what to do. And then I do uh, my, I, my stealth roll. I got an 18. an 18. Oh, shit. And then and then you see me just as stealthily as I can, just like back out into the water. You very extremely stealthily just slip into the water. So at this point in time, Aristophanes is very proud of himself to the point where he is monologuing. Chum Bucketeers, your failures have brought the monsters of the deep to our doorstep and victory to our grasp. Upon hell's heart, I stab at thee, O orange whale of the deeps. Shut up, you hack. Uh, You can't say anything. You are caught in the middle of uh, the sound of silence. Uh, No, you can't make any sound at all right now. Just kidding. All right, continue. Upon your capture, we shall win the Lil Gyarados Spring Festival and River Roundup. Upon the stage of your scaled and golden hide, I shall give my greatest performance. My career can begin anew. I can buy back the community theater. 
Oh, I have kind of like sympathetic feelings. <laughs> uh, Cece should... is furiously typing at her phone. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, meanwhile, he uh, also Strank says, uh, "Yeah, I, I appreciate your, you've got your you know vengeance speech planned out. That's a, that's fine and dandy, but um, could you really keep it down? I'm trying to catch fish. You watch your mouth, fish man. Just catch the fish for us. I'll do the rest." <laughs> I can't say I appreciate the attitude, but uh, well. And then he kind of looks over at y'all and said, uh, "Nothing personal, y'all. I just really want to win the fishing contest." Arise, O Aurelian Hydra. Your curtain call shall be my second act. Duke, why don't you roll for stealth for me? Okay. Do it, dummy thick. Okay, I got a uh, 14. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Jesus. While Ginger is, like, busy live streaming, and Aristophanes is monologuing, and Strank is, like, trying to choose which fishing target to go after. Uh, no one notices you just swim right up from your boat up to theirs. And you're kind of hidden by the engine, which is the motor of uh, their boat is currently turned off. So you're probably not going to get chopped up by that, but you are like hidden out of sight from them by that beneath you in the water. You start to see very large shadows rising up from the deep. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> I've got a question. Is the phone also muted? Uh, Why don't you find out? (laughs) Cece's about to. So, Cece has got her phone open. Uh, She has been typing into the text-to-speech. She pushes play. Does it make a sound? Yes, as a matter of fact, it does. Okay, so let's see if I can... Is this because I bought the community theater? (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear this read by Microsoft... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we could we can probably add that, do that in later. Yeah, we'll plug that in later. I bought your theater and turned it into the Leo Hera Conference Hall for Special Handsome Boys. Aristophanes uh, stops what he's doing because, for one, he wasn't expecting any of y'all to make to be able to like break through Sound of Silence at all. And then he hears the words you're saying, and he just starts staring daggers at you, and he says, "You did what?" She furiously types. <laughs> I also tripled the value with my changes. You can't buy it back. <gasps> no. What kind of value do you think money could possibly have over my creation? I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that building. I will... You don't... What? You... Devil woman! Yeah. Well, you took my bird. Oh Take these birds, you bitch! And then he flips you the double finger. <laughs> so she types this out to see if this will work. Junko Jr., return. Yeah, it just kind of flies back over to your shoulder and just kind of waits for orders. She winks at him. It, Ladies don't flip people off. Damn. Yeah. Oh, oh, you son, you, son, you son of a bitch. That's it. He yells. Odd Garfunkel, sound of silence, everything! But then at the last second, he realized, wait, that was probably a bad idea. And literally every sound is cut off. And then you're just in complete silence. Damn, I should have reversed the order instead of asking Junko to return. So that's my bad. Oh, well. So Mm. at this point in time, Strank has figured out something is wrong. Everyone on their side of the boat has figured out something is wrong. And they're all just trying to shout at each other, but nothing's coming out. 
And Aristophanes keeps trying to shout to little Art Garfunkel. But uh, it just kind of is just staring at everyone happily because it's helping. (laughs) Um, Cece texts Aristophanes, whatever his name is. Aristophanes. Aristophanes. Where the fuck did you get that Aristophanes Jones. It is the name of uh, one of the original Greek actors. Oh, because I know the voice is uh, Killface. I get that. Yeah. I just wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, Aristophanes so, is like one of the original actors. She just texts him, bless your heart. <laughs> I don't think you have his number. Oh, she has everyone's number. <laughs> it's like, who is this? But silently. Oh, you he can't knows. take context clues. <laughs> Oh, well shit, well shit snacks on a soundboard. Uh fucking Electric Boogaloo is unaffected by sound-based moves. Oh, oh soundproof. So I have a, a I have a grumpy Pokémon that I can't talk to who's unaffected by sound-based moves. Yeah. You can't talk to him, but uh you know, you can still like give him orders and stuff. What about interpretive dance? That's kind of where I'm yeah. That's kind of Jeanette's Remember what we talk about every session. How do you give Pokemon orders? With your heart. Yes. Pelvic gyration. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that's from the the heart. heart. (laughs) If it's from the heart. Listen to your heart. He has stored the heart, which is also your balls. All right. So I take out my Pokeball and I put it on my forehead. And like, I think really hard. and And I'm thinking... Please, please, Electric Boogaloo, just do your sweet, sexy dance of Pokemon magic for me. Wanting it to come out of the Pokeball with all of my heart. And so I take the Pokeball and I zoom it out in size. And I, without articulating with actual audio, audible words, you know, I mouth... Oh, electric boogaloo! But my jaw is just flapping, of course. And I throw it in like a very Ash Ketchum spin ball kind of way towards <laughs> the nose of the boat, but like still obviously in the boat. In y'all's uh, boat or their boat? Yes! There we go. Their boat. Okay. So I probably have to roll for that. So yeah, that's going to be a command roll and an acrobatics roll. You got this. You got this. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so this is command. I got an eight there. Nice. And then acrobatics. I got a seven for acrobatics. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'll take it. For a little wispy, gray-haired art lady. It's not they're, bad. they're right next to that boat. I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's more just like a, an, like a... You know how... Old like old grannies throw bowling balls down the lane between their legs, kind of <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> yeah, the ball was thrown into the boat, like not with any particular amount of force or <gasps> or anything like that. But yeah, it's y'all. The boat is pretty close to y'all's. Uh, while they're silently arguing with each other, the your pokeball containing a Voltorb is thrown across the water and into the floor of their boat, and it rolls right under Aristophanes' feet. <laughs> <sighs> Logan, what happens next? Well, after the ball rolls up under Aristophanes, it clacks open. (gasps) And out pops another Pokeball-shaped Pokemon with his characteristic... And he has this entire time been practicing really, really, really hard 
to get that confetti just going, just like you guys wanted to. <laughs> I was wondering all last session, like, what if he'd like gotten good at his confetti? <laughs> so when he pops out, he has been building up this light screen for a hot minute, and oh, he just. No or it just throws it the confetti and whatever else that light screen can pick up away from it. It's a fucking cannon. <laughs> yes. Like, it is like, if anyone's ever seen a fireworks mortar shell but not fired from the pipe, just, just let loose oh, on the ground. God. That's sort of what happens here. But instead of fireworks, it's bits of paper. Very colorful bits of paper and glitter. I, I was actually hoping she essentially threw a hand grenade over there because self-destruct, but this is so much fucking better. <laughs> so, congratulations, Electric Boogaloo just glitter-bombed the opposing team. Yes! The Woo! entire opponent's boat is covered in glitter and colorful bits of paper, <laughs> and the light concussive force that came with it. And Damn. Aristophanes especially is knocked off his feet, and the other two are surprised as well. Uh, Professor Strank drops his pole, uh, Ginger drops her phone. Aristophanes, uh, due to the concussive force of the glitter bomb, is knocked off his feet and falls into the water. <gasps> awesome. I, uh, Jeanette uh, punches the air silently, unless the, I guess the bird... What's the status on the concussed nature of the bird? I guess I can scan it with Dexter. Oh, the bird's fine. The bird's on y'all's boat. Not the bird. The um, what is what species is Art Garfunkel? Oh, uh, well, ask Dexter. I will. I, I Jeanette takes out Dexter, and uh, in an, like using the kind of Google Assistant types, scan Pokemon into I don't know an app launcher to to, to have Dexter scan the app, the bird the thing the pokemon yeah archer. it's it's a tiny little bipedal pink thing it's not a bird oh so, okay so dexter can only type back right now right it's still all silent yeah yeah dexter types back to her Jeanette, i'm trying to scan the pokemon but i'm dummy thick and the clap of my electrons isn't producing any sound but <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what a meme uh, jk it's an audino Oh, oh, okay. Oh, those are so fucking cute. Oh, they're, so they're pretty oh. great. No, it's 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 a fantastic, and it's uh, and its weakness is fighting. I think I've got a fighting type, don't I? <gasps> uh, nope. Your star oh. platinum is fighting type. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's so cute. Fuck. How could I hurt it? Kill it. Fucking murder it. <laughs> fucking blow it up. I can't do anything it's... right now. Anyway, wait. it. <laughs> Hey, Silence. Uh, Duke, it is your turn, and you're starting to notice things coming up in the water around you. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, and as far as, like, time time length, like, has the bomb thing just, like, gone off? It, or Right as your turn starts, it has just gone off. Okay. And uh, I, have a, I have a relevant question. Gotten tossed out. What's that, Logan? Uh, how frequently does uh, Aristophanes bathe, and has he become stink bait with all that fucking glitter? Like, he just looks like a lure right now, in my mind, because he's just glitter. I will oh say, he doesn't smell. He takes very good physical care of himself. 
but he is very glittery right now, so he would indeed have the appearance of uh, bait. So what it comes down to is what anything down there, if they are attacking based off of sight or by smell or by movement. Dun dun. And you don't know yet. Oh no. Should, should I roll to roll to knock over boat? Uh, it depends on what you want to do. Do you want to try to climb in to avoid the monsters, or do you want to just take everyone else with you? I was just gonna flip the boat and then swim back to our boat. Chum okay, the sure. waters. Can I, you know, put a little chum for the sharks? Sure. Put a little chum for the sharpedos. Are you gonna Are you gonna shit yourself? Is that how you're gonna chum the water? No. Okay. Maybe shit and chum, dude. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna chum it with that stink bait, Professor Strank. Oh, I, oh, I guarantee you, dude. I, dude, I know he stank. Oh yeah, he's an old man cereal smoker. Yeah, chain smoker. He fucking stinks. So if they're distracted with the Pokemon thing, I'm going to like reach up and grab the side and with all my weight just pull, pull the side of the boat. That's gonna be an athletics roll. Oh. Oh boy! What a pray for me. I got a five. Okay. Normally it wouldn't be enough, but considering that the boat was already off center from Aristophanes just falling in and tipping the boat, a sharp pull from the opposite direction while it's already off balance is enough, and uh, the boat is tipped over. Yeah. Both the Professor Strank and Ginger Silver are both thrown overboard along with their Audino. Sound is returned to the area. <gasps> Yay! And then Aristophanes is going, help! Help! I can't swim! Help! <laughs> oh no. I mean, is it that deep? Uh, it's pretty deep, yeah. And uh, also, because you spent your turn uh, doing that, Duke, you feel something coming up against your legs. And it's Trying. not like something biting your legs or anything like that. It feels like just the floor is coming up to meet you. And you look down and you see a very large red platform just forming underneath your feet. Oh my god. Can my uh, my eyes get bigger at this point? Can I like I'm underwater? I'd say that you're probably about waist deep in the water because this floor is like coming up to meet you. Oh, okay. Honestly, you have enough leverage where you could jump into the boat if you hadn't just capsized it. Oh, boy. Is boy, the boat upside down, yeah, or is it the boat is, is upside like... down right now, and both Strank and Ginger and Aristophanes are trying to find their footing. Um, that means that Boogaloo is probably in the soup, too, huh? Oh, no, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that means. Too bad he looks like a fucking bobber. Oh, oh, oh. No! You know, fish don't attack bobbers. You know, fish don't bite bobbers. This is true. If they're big enough, they will. I mean, considering all the other stuff in the water to bite, I'm not terribly worried about it. Yeah. All right. And plus, if a a fish did try to chomp down on Electric Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo could just shock them out of reflex. Yeah, it's also made out of hard. Yeah, there's nothing about Electric Boogaloo that's appetizing. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) Dun dun. Huh. Dun dun. <laughs> what you, well, dun, good luck, good dun. luck, Roy. What the fuck? What's dun, happening? Dun. <laughs> Everyone is in the water except for Jeanette and Cece and you. 
And there's a whole bunch of fish popping up at the surface of water. A bunch of Magikarp, bigger than the ones y'all just caught, are just starting to pop up. I'm just going, carp, 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 carp. Grab one with your hands. We can't touch them, right? We can't grab them can't, with our hands. You can't, yeah. you can't grab them out of the boat. Can't do anything like that. It has to be brought um, out with your fishing pole, and you can only have one out at a time. We have our magic carp on your boat. Yeah, if you you've already got a bait magic carp in the boat with you on the pole, if you bring another one into your boat right now, that you're disqualified. All right. So first and foremost, we need to get everyone out of the water. So I I look around silently at the boat and I observe what's there. Okay. Roll for perception. Got it. Perception's my highest stats. You got a 13. Nice. There is at least 10 average size Magikarp just bobbing up and down at the surface of the water. Very distressed that they can't seem to dive very easily right now. But they're, but they're also having fun, like, chomping down at the glittery bits of paper that they see. Yeah! There's a, there's a few of them nipping at Aristophanes, and he's just like, oh, go away! But they're not big enough to where they're actually hurting him. They're just sort of like little fish nibbling at his fingers. Aww. Aww, so cute! So, so I, that was that, was that inside the boat? No, that's, these are, these are what you're seeing. I thought you said you wanted to see what's happening around the boat. No, inside the boat. What are you wanting to see inside the boat? See what's there. Don't actually know. In I mean, your bo- oh, in your boat. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, so you've got not- everyone's fishing poles. You've got your bait, Magikarp, uh, which is much smaller than any of the ones you see in the water right now. Right. You've got all the gear you've bought, which I'm not going to list right now. Okay. You've got Junko Jr., who is just still casting You Raise Me Up. Okay. Other than that, it's just a kayak you borrowed. There's not a lot there. Well, how did, how did we how did we paddle out here? Do we is it like a is it a motorboat? You paddled out through plot power. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, sure. You guys have got paddles. Okay, so I just pick up a paddle and I start moving over to the people floundering in the water. Okay, yeah, that, I'm not going to make you make you roll for that because there's no reasonable assumption that you're going to fuck it up. Cool. And uh, I'm assuming I'm bumping into a bunch of like poor magic carp who are still trying to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. Boop. So there's not room in your kayak, because it's not a full-on boat, it's a kayak. There's not room for everyone who's in the water right now in your boat. Well, it's a good thing I'm Nurse Roy, and I don't care about everyone who's not on our team. (laughs) Yay! Oh oh no. In fact, when one of them tries to get to the boat, I'd like to be able to push them away with the paddle, please. Like, poke them away. (laughs) Okay. They can swim before. They're not that's, fucking too far from That's shore. definitely going to be Aristophanes first. Good. So I, I pick up my paddle. I notice that, that handsome bronze bastard, and I get a little sneer on my face. I look kind of curling in disgust, and I grab the paddle, and I just, like, push it on his face, and I, like, just shove him away from the boat. So everyone everyone that I care about can go, well, I mean, it's not fucking wrong, is it? Everyone else No, not the face! <laughs> yes, the face. We, we can talk now, right? Yeah. Fuck you, you bronze bastard. You can fucking swim back to shore with those fucking muscles of yours. No, no, you don't understand. These are glamour muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and, I want to. I want to start pulling pulling our friends out of the out of the water. Okay, Duke is on the other side of the capsized boat. You can't really reach him very easily right now. You do see uh, Electric Boogaloo floating around in the water, just kind of bobbing around and having a good time. 
The water's kind of deformed under him. He's kind of made himself a magic carpet out of light screen, and he's just oh, kind of like... Oh, shit, yeah. My boy is so smart. I don't, I, don't think I, need to, I don't think I need to help him. I think he'll, I think he'll get to the boat just fine, probably. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take Jeanette, or uh, I guess I'm going to take uh, whose hand? Who else is in the water besides... Just Duke. <laughs> Duke. Okay, well, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep paddling towards the boat. Okay. And it's at this point that the floor underneath Duke finally reaches the surface. Oh. And Duke finds himself sitting on a incredibly large, half-dead-looking Magikarp. <gasps> what? It's not even, like, upright. It's just on its uh. side, like a, like a goldfish that's sick. Oh no! You I'm can ride him like a buoy. Yeah, sort of, but like it's not. It's being forced to the surface, and it's too big to like upright itself on the surface. It's just kind of on its side in a, like a weird disc-shaped fish. Just kind of looks like a big sunfish. And I have a question about Pokemon. Sure. How did a Magikarp get this big and not evolve? I don't know. That might be a good point. You're like because you're like because he's dummy thick. <laughs> the dummy thick Magikarp rises to the surface. The same reason. The same reason why the Diglett in our park got as fucking meaty as he did because he's dummy thick. Carp, carp. I'm trying to evolve, but I'm dummy thick, and my ash cheeks keep hitting the B button. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, damn you! <laughs> so yeah, stuff. and also in Pokemon Canon, there are various sizes. Like there are size variants in each species, and mm. that doesn't necessarily mean they're of a higher level or a lower level. It just means they're naturally bigger yeah. or smaller, or fatter mm. or skinnier. Yeah, size so, variants make a difference. And uh, this Magikarp is. You're not seeing the whole thing because, you know, half of it is submerged, at least half of it is submerged. But the part that you're seeing and and sitting on top of or kneeling on top of is at least four feet across. I gape at the giant magic harp and I say, guys, we're going to need a bigger boat. We need to find a way to make this magic harp the one that we catch. Like, can we just string it along with the dead one we got or something? Can you just eat that? Maybe it'll make him feel better. He seems a little downtrodden. Yeah, he seems half dead if I were to put a word to it. Can I ride him all the way into the meat, if possible? He might I don't know. die first. I mean, like, you're riding him right now. But is he alive, or... Oh, yeah, he's he's breathing. You can see his gill flaps moving. You know he's alive right now. Hmm. So we could technically give him a tow. <laughs> we don't have a rope, which is what I was looking for in the boat. It's at this point that uh, Professor Strank grabs onto the Magikarp as well. Not in trying to wrench it away from you or anything, but just trying to find something steady to hold on to while the other two jackasses just flail about and try to upright the boat. And Strank just says, uh, uh, Alright, we'll consider this even. Professor Strank, is this Pokemon okay? I mean, have you ever heard of abyssal gigantism? <laughs> what? N- no. No, what's that? Oh god. Um, he kind of considers his audience here and just said, "Look, things things deeper underwater are going to be naturally bigger than things closer to the surface of the water." Are you talking about giant squids? I mean, that's part of it, yes, but in this case, we're just talking about Magikarp that spend most of their time 
deeper underwater. Now, this particular species, as far as I can tell, uh, it, it's not going to be doing terribly well as long as it's this close to the surface. Uh, it can't really maintain its body weight. You're probably going to want to undo Junko Jr.'s uh, Raise Me Up, but you're going to want to, like, maybe, uh, I don't know, secure it first to make sure it doesn't just get away. Yeah. So she needs to eat our little dead Magikarp friend, and then we can do the whatever the opposite of, is of Raise Me Up. You push me or, down. You push me down. <laughs> that's a, that's get, a really cool uh, get you low. spin me right round, ready, right. Get low. Get low. Get, get, I get, get low. low. <laughs> that's exactly right. Get, get, get low. Or, or, CC, great idea. We could get all of our fishing hooks and hook all of them into the Magikarp's mouth. And no, then wait. Check my... Do it. Check See, my tack. Did you check my tackle box? What's in your tackle box, Maya? Well, I mean, you'd have you'd have to look in there to find out. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of lazy. Why don't you tell? <laughs> uh, just look, just look in my tackle box. May, there there may or may not be rope in there. <laughs> I like how you did that. I, I like it when I see you look in his tackle box. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, But remember, the fish has to be caught with a fishing pole. I'm telling you, we got bait. Just let it chomp on the bait. We tell Junko to get low, and then we just drag its ass back to the dock. Listen, we we all have fishing poles. We can't hook it with one because it'll fucking snap it so we you should hook have it the heavy pole though don't you didn't you get the heavy I, I, big boy i have a heavy i have a heavy pole too i don't know heavy poles were meant for deep sea big ass fishing you're not going to oh, snap okay. the line with the just disembodied one body voice is right we well, can just what? use the one pole my my thought was is using the rope you you're like we could catch it and then string it the rope is illegal right now or I mean, there has to be a mobile poke center, like an ambulance or something. I don't know. Don't we have like a spray or something to heal Pokemon as well? I mean, you've I already, think, I mean, I mean, you've already murdered one Pokemon in the last session or two. I mean, what's one more? All right. He, oh, yeah. I I mean, he's got okay, a good right. point. I mean, fucking people eat Magikarp all the fucking time, and I I I, I stumble over and grab my heavy rod, say, "May I slip down to his mouth and hold it open so I can slip it in?" All right. My rod. Do do I dare go into the carp's mouth? <laughs> do I do I need to roll? I would say because this is a pretty dangerous situation. Yeah, I'd say you need to roll. What do I roll? Survival or? Yeah, I'd say this is definitely going to be a survival roll. Damn. Oh no. You can do it, Maya. Oh no, no, <laughs> I don't like this. It's fine. Just don't make eye contact. I got a seventeen. Oh, Your survival man. is only is Whoa, only two d six. Fucking survive. I had it in my pretty good stat. Yeah, if it's his pretty good stat, then it should be okay. 3d6. Okay. So, yeah, you maneuver your way to the fi- to uh, the Magikarp's mouth, and it is a big honking boy. And he doesn't make eye contact with you, because that's not really how fish's eyes work. They're fish eyes, they just kind of are looking all over the place. But you look into his eyes, and it's just like, this is a fucking monster. Yeah! Gonna win that contest. Mm, this is a big boy. <laughs> so what do you want to do now that you're here? I mean, did I hook the fish or... No, the fish is unhooked right now. It's just floating underneath you. 
Uh, right now, uh, no one's done anything to secure this fish. Uh, I mean, I, I told him to go down to the fish's mouth and open it up wide so I can, like, have an easy hook. Okay. Roy, do you have your fishing pole out and ready to go? Yeah, I've got it in my hand. Okay. Have you cast it yet? Nope. Okay, why don't you do that for me real quick? Cast your rod, Roy. What do I need to... What do I need to... Because it's a heavy rod, that's going to be a strength roll, athletics. Gotcha. So I guess I'm holding the fish mouth open. Oh, you can try, but its mouth is very securely tight. Like, you can get over to the the mouth and keep it biting you, but it's not going to open its mouth unwillingly. Uh, It's a 2d6 roll, so you got a 4. Fuck me. So, yeah, your your big fish hook just right in the water right in front of you. Not, not, Not a terribly good cast. Duke, you've got your your hands on the fish's mouth and you're trying to pry it open, but its jaw strength is pretty damn strong. Like, even with your very good, good roll, you're not going to get it to open its mouth unless it wants to. Question, why are we trying to pry its mouth open when we literally have bait that it wants to eat? I thought that's what he was casting the hook with on. Yeah, but he fucked it up, and now and the, it's not currently near you at the moment. Well, no, shouldn't there be a dead magic carp on the end of that there hook? There is a dead magic okay. carp on the end of that hook, yes. It's just not near the fish right now. But it, it is in the water, and magic carp do hunt by smell. So I'll say that even though it's stuck on the water, its eyes just sort of get a spark behind them, and it just starts to f- slowly flap to turn itself around uh, uh-huh. to, to wheel it itself it. a little bit over to where the fish hook is with the dead magic carp on it. Yeah, push him towards it. Mayor, push him towards it. Mayor, you lift. Boy. Is there a way that I can, like, scan the big the big chungus? Oh, yeah. With Dexter just to know more stats about it? Sure. Cool. I'm going to do that. Okay. You're not going to pull up, like, specific new information about it, but you do get some interesting screen caps of it. And uh, you notice upon closer inspection of the screen that it is an unusual shade of red for Magikarps. Most Magikarp are like more of a uh, orange color. And it's mm. got like white, pale, cream colored stripes all up and down the rib cage of it that are unusual for it. And it's also got a lot of scratch marks on it, like scarred into it. Like you can tell this fish has gone through some shit. Wow. I call out Electric Boogaloo, are you okay? Can you come back to me? Come back to me, Electric Boogaloo, and see if it comes back. I guess I could command roll. You could indeed do that. I guess I could for a 12. Cool. Well, in response to your 12, Electric Boogaloo um, kind of bends the little light screen that it's got going on, and then it launches itself towards the boat, like, (laughs) and then just thunks on the boat. I never thought I would bond with, like, a modem before. (laughs) (laughs) Very, like, it branches over your characters. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's the connective tissue. Yep. And if there's one thing I learned about, you know, having these style of Pokemon games is that you never fucking know which ones you're going to bond with. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of, I mean, I know we all love the games or whatever, but, like, there's definitely something about having that quote-unquote IRL interaction that, you know, it's not just about finding and collect- collecting them. It's about Terry the Tangela, you know? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. yep. <laughs> it's like Terry the Tangela. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Terry. 
Oh, poor Terry. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted him to be safe because I was kind of worried that if it extended water would like short circuit him or something. It just, uh, it just voids the warranty. <laughs> voids his warranty? <laughs> <laughs> so uh the magikarp is trying to bring itself towards the bait it's not very good because it's being forced onto the surface of the water but with roy angling the fishing pole in such a way that it kind of brings the bait over finally the bait magikarp is brought over to the big magikarp's face close enough that with a big gulp of water the big Magikarp opens his mouth and just sucks everything in nearby and chomps down. Roy, I think you've got a bite. Oh, oh fuck, I've caught the big one! Yeah! The adventure continues next episode, but in the meantime, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or whatever local podcast merchant you frequent. Leave a positive review and we'll give you an in-character shout-out. This show is a non-profit fan-based parody. All intellectual properties contained therein are owned by several other far wealthier people.